Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. We hope that you ran into the grace of God today, and we hope that you're off to a great start for this 2021 school year. I just want to start with a little prayer. Father, I thank you for bringing us to this point, God. We know that it took all of you to get us to this point, God. We thank you for being a mighty good God today, for protecting us, for leading us, for guiding us, for overshadowing us with your love and your grace, God. We thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us, God. We thank you for keeping all and everyone well. We thank you, God, that you didn't give up on us, God. We thank you for the arsenal that you left us, God, to give us victory. And we thank you, God. Lord, we ask that you invade this Bible study, God. Let your wisdom, your revelation, and your knowledge prevail in this situation. Bring light into darkness, God. And Lord, you get the glory out of tonight, God. Lord, we know it's Wednesday, but on Wednesday, you still can save souls. You still can heal. You still can deliver. You still can be God to somebody on this broadcast tonight, God. Meet every need like only you can, God. And we'll be careful to give your name praise, honor, and glory. And we declare your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And may the God of revelation and illumination show us what we need to learn and give us the grace to obey. Amen. We want to give honor to our pastors, Bishop and Lady James F. Harris. They are phenomenal people and You know, every year that you can experience their ministry, it becomes richer and richer. And just to be able to share in the word with them and gain insight and knowledge, man, they are just a wealth of information, but they know how to apply wisdom. So I am so grateful to be under their leadership with such integrity With the fear of God in their hearts, I am so grateful to be in this place at this time. So without further ado, we're going to talk a little bit about grace. I know you got to put those babies to bed tonight, so I'm not going to be before you long. Um, We're going to talk about more grace. He gives us more grace, and we're going to be coming from James 4, 4 through 6. Ye adulterers and adulteress. Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. And then we look at this definition of grace and there have been many definitions of grace. And I thought that the best of these definitions was simply unmerited favor or God's ability, the kindness and love of God, our savior toward man, according to Titus three and four. But I ran across this acronym and it says that grace, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. 
And that definition just blew up in my heart. You know, he thought enough about me. He thought I was expensive enough to die for me, to do all of these things for me so that he could guarantee my victory. It's mentioned over 170 times and 159 different references so that we know that we need grace. We know we need his favor. We know we need his care. We know we need his help. You know, it's just from him to us. It's just a gift. The whole concept is framed with an undeserved quality. No, we couldn't earn grace. We could not earn grace. We could not work for grace. Something which we believers have received, which we could never merit. Something which God chose to do simply because he loved us. You know, and we got to look at that word love. He went the distance for us. Before we lived a day, he mapped out our victory put himself on the line to guarantee our victory. It's one thing to send somebody else, but when you send yourself to love so that you can be the example, just so you can feel what I feel, that's a God of love. We are all trophies of grace, but he gives more grace. And when he said more grace, it just kind of really baffled my mind. How can you improve upon perfection? This is the answer, more grace. This is not just saving grace for every believer, but rather it's literally greater grace. How does God improve upon his ability? How does he improve upon his favor? But he says a greater grace. God's gracious supply to live as we ought to live in this fallen world. And Augustine puts it like this. God gives what he demands. So before he even put a demand on our life, he sent grace. He provided every single thing we needed. All we have to do is claim what he has provided. This is without a doubt one of the most comforting texts of scripture. He gives greater grace. This verse means that there will always be enough grace regardless of the situation or need. There will always be enough grace. The writer of Hebrews confidently tells us, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. We can approach the throne of grace with confidence confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in the time of need. And that's located in Hebrews 4, 16. We have no need which surpasses grace. I want you to think about that thing that seems like it's impossible in your life and just write grace on it. Do a mental signature on it that just says grace took care of you. Grace took care of you. There is nothing that you face, nothing that comes your way, nothing that seems to try to bully you in life that grace hasn't taken care of. And you will always win because he gives us grace. Even when we fall into a hopeless sin, 
My God, there is a stream of grace that comes to save us. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more. We are here today because of grace. We did enough sin. We transgressed enough against God to be to have been wiped out, to have been canceled out. But grace increased itself bigger than sin so that it could save us. So so that it could rescue us. Oh my God, for daily need, there is daily grace. Every single day, we get a fresh dose of grace and then he increases it. Grace, more grace. So I just don't understand how God could love me so much. He wanted me to be redeemed so much that he went to the distance to give me grace so that it could drown out my sins so that I could come to him, wash, free, guilt free, walking up to him to claim my victory. So for your daily need, for your daily problems, God has provided you with daily grace. For sudden need, he's giving you sudden grace. For overwhelming need, he's giving you overwhelming grace. Hallelujah, says John Blanchard. He is an overwhelming. God is just not enough. He's overwhelming. Everything he does, he does it big. So every Every day we get grace to cover that situation. Whatever that situation, grace is more than. Grace is, God has doubled your chances of victory because he gives us more grace. Thank you, Jesus. When grace is poured out, it's more than adequate. It's more than adequate. You know, it's just not like, Oh, I'm just gonna cover it. No, it, oh, it's a street. It's a, it's a fountain of grace that chases you down every single day. From the fullness of grace, we have received one blessing after another, says John 1.16. In other words, when we receive grace, we were given all that we would need. Grace is abundantly adequate. It's abundantly adequate. God's riches at Christ's expense. My God, there is always more grace, more to follow. For of all, for of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace, says John 1.16. This is literally grace instead of just grace. It's grace multiplied as others have rendered it grace following grace grace heaped up grace it's just a magnitude of favor that's upon your life oh my god and just to think we sit alone we sit by ourselves and subconsciously give more attention to the problem we give that problem more power than god we say that it's bigger than our god when we have a river an ocean of grace that's just showering us that's just purifying us that's just saying victory 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 hallelujah 
He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more grace when the labors increase. He addeth affliction, but he addeth his mercy. To be multiplied trials, he multiplied peace. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed, or the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father is full and giving only has begun. His love has no limits. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary. None unto man for out of his infinite riches. Hallelujah. Is Jesus. He giveth and he giveth and he giveth and he giveth, says Annie Johnson. Whatever our condition or situation, he always gives more grace. And you may have think that your resources have dwindled down, but it's just a grace assignment. You will never run out because grace is an abundance. We have to not just live by what we see, but we gotta live by what we know. We know who God is. We know by our last situation that he will never leave us nor forsake us. We know that he won't put more on us than we can bear. We know that we have the victory. We know when it looks impossible, he will be the God of impossibilities. We know. So this situation is no different, but he has heaped up grace to help us win. He has given us grace to overcome every single one of our personal weaknesses. Whatever we are allowing to be the boogie monster in our life, we gave it that power because God has given us the power to overcome. Don't waste grace. You are a trophy of grace. Don't stop midway. Go all the way with God. Grace will be what you need. It will show up for you. It will show up as a doctor. It will show up as a lawyer. It will show up as a healer. It will show up as a provider. It will show as a show up, show out in whatever you need it to be. He gives grace to overcome. You have overcoming grace upon your life. Perhaps your life is has insurmountable obstacles. Perhaps a terminal disease or a loved one's death. There is more grace. Or a shattering divorce. There is more grace. Perhaps you lost your job. There is more grace. Whatever your situation. There is more grace. You are a winner. There is also grace to do the impossible. God, why do you shadow, shower me every day with grace? Because he wants to blow your mind. He wants to go past your ability. He wants to go past your your bank account. He wants to go past who you know. He wants to be your personal savior on a personal level. There is grace to do the impossible. God is so, so good. Is there any condition to receiving this grace? There's only one. You have to get rid of your pride. Pride opposes God. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble. The proud life is self-sufficient, self-seeking, unyielded, addicted to professionalism, a slave master, and it's puffed up. It says, I can do it better than God. 
A proud life is hard to grace. This is why Jesus said, but woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are well fed now. Woe to you who laugh now. Woe to you when men speak well of you in Luke 6, 24 through 26. He knew that the rich, the well fed, the laughing, those who are spoken of well are naturally weighted with the relentless gravity of pride and thus find it difficult to open up to God. So if you got any type of struggle in your life, you got to start looking at struggle as promotion. God God got me to this point so that he could promote me. Every struggle pushes me closer to God. It it reveals his character. It makes me lean into his grace. It makes me lean into his mercy. It makes me lean into his love. He didn't do it to kill you. It came to build you. But you gotta give and let grace work in your life. Kill your own pride. There are some things that only you can do. There's a greater work and there's a greater grace. God is so good. Lord, we just come humbly asking for your grace. Y'all, grace always wins. Grace always wins. I want you to think about that thing that seems so big and tell it. Grace is going to win. Grace is going to win. I have a victory sentence over my life. Victory runs through my bloodstream. I have victory through grace. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The same grace that saved you, the same faith that it took to activate that faith, is the same faith we need to practice daily. Daily, Lord, I come to the throne of grace. You give me fresh grace daily, daily to do your work, to do your will, and to do your word. Thank you, Jesus. Clint Brown has a song that says, where would I be? You only know. I'm glad you see through eyes of love. I was a hopeless case and empty place without grace. I was a hopeless case. Nobody could rescue me. An empty place without grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch, a no good sinner like me. I once was lost. But he stopped at the lost and found when nobody even had a one. No one was even looking for me. He came looking for me. And Grace said, I got you, baby. I got you. Thank you, Jesus. When I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all of my pieces and put me back together. And then you defended me. Thank you, Jesus, for grace. He's not waiting to pounce on you for your shortcomings. But before he created us, he created 
every way for us to have victory, including giving us his life, including grace, including mercy, including his word, including direct access to him through prayer. Now we have an arsenal of fighting power. We have an arsenal of fighting power. You're not the victim. Victims surrender their power. You're going to take your power because you are a victor and you have grace with you. You have no reason not to make heaven. We have no excuse that will stand up to this arsenal. We are trophies of grace. Can you just write it again? I am a trophy of grace. I'm a trophy. Thus God deals with us. The grace we receive today is but a pledge of what, which we will be given tomorrow. The grace you receive today, look for it again tomorrow. It's, It just overflows. It never stops. It has no end. God is so good. And his grace is just sufficient. Whatever we need. I remember sitting in church and Bishop was saying grace shows up as whatever you need when you need it. That's just an act of Yahweh in your life. He causes things to be. But when he says grace is sufficient, that means that grace is adequate or large enough. Thank you, Jesus. But you got to become vulnerable. And simply put, vulnerable is to become little. I be Become little, God, so you can become big. I am vulnerable to you. I'm vulnerable to your word. I'm vulnerable to you in prayer. But God, I need you. I don't want to take grace for granted. And today, I encourage you. And you're looking for an answer. And yes, things are happening. Life happens, but God already happened. He's already been in the future to guarantee your success. You are a trophy of grace. You were not supposed to make it right here, but grace overshadowed you. And not just grace, he gave you more grace. He doubled the deal so that he could guarantee and seal our victory. But if you're out there and you're hopeless, you don't feel like there's no help for you. You can't see your way out. I encourage you. Try Christ. He makes everything better. And even if you got to go through like you got a comforter that will never leave you nor forsake you. And his grace will show up as whatever you need. But grace is available to you. That grace that saves. That grace that comforts. That grace that loves the unlovable. The grace that wipes out every sin you ever committed. That's the grace that we're talking about and not just grace but more grace more grace if you're sick he has given you more grace to overcome there is nothing no detail that God has not covered you are a trophy of grace and may the grace of God be with you tonight thank you for joining